Hi there. Our first story of the week is about Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, or AAPI. Though not specifically queer news related, spotlighting the importance of AAPI Month and the ongoing hate and violence towards the Asian American community here in the U.S. is as important to highlight. According to Stop AAPI Hate National Report, released on May 6, 2021, the number of hate incidents reported to their center increased significantly from 3,795 to 6,603 during March 2021. And the two biggest types of discrimination reported are verbal harassment and shunning. And the racist language used by Donald Trump with the rise of COVID-19 spurred this hate speech on. Phrases such as Chinese virus or Kung flu associated the deadly virus with the Asian community and targeted them by creating a hostile environment. The virus has nothing to do with one's race or ethnicity. This type of language was not at all funny and was a deliberate hate speech filled by Donald Trump and white supremacists alike. Their racist rhetoric made it terrifying to step outside, not just because of the pandemic, but because of being Asian. I remember going, I remember a time in New York City before masks were mandated, where I stepped onto the subway, being the only Asian in the car, a woman stared at me, blatantly glared at me and pulled her scarf over her nose. It's these type of microaggressions tacked on by hate speech from former President Donald Trump that aided in the many heinous assaults that we've seen in the past year and that continue to happen. And anti-Asian racism has a history of being visible and underreported. What ignited the national conversation on AAPI hate was when activist Amanda Nguyen took to Instagram on February 5th, where she called out national media outlets to do better coverage of the surge of anti-Asian violence. Last Thursday, an 84-year-old Thai American was murdered in San Francisco. On Wednesday, a 64-year-old Vietnamese grandmother was assaulted in San Jose. And on the same day, a Filipino American was slashed across the face on a subway in Manhattan. The mainstream media does not spotlight our stories enough. We matter, and racism is killing us. I'm asking everyone who sees this to share and tag CNN, MSNBC, journalists with massive platforms like Rachel Maddow, Anderson Cooper, to cover our stories, cover this man's story. Our community is being attacked, and we are dying to be heard. Her activism has propelled mainstream media coverage on anti-Asian violence and hate and helped create political, social, and cultural conversations regarding anti-Asian racism in the United States. And while this increase of coverage is vital in highlighting anti-Asian racism, we need to remember that racism towards Asian American has been a part of American history and spans beyond centuries that goes far beyond just the pandemic. Anti-Asian racism is not new. These acts of violence are not new. Don't forget historical moments like Chinese Exclusion Act, Japanese internment camps, the murder of Vincent Chin, the Atlanta shootings, and so much more. It is with this heightened time that Biden's anti-Asian hate crime bill seems to help assuage the fear within the Asian American community, while also attempting to curb the rates of anti-Asian racist crimes. The bill was introduced as the COVID-19 hate crime bill on March 23, 2021, and was so strongly supported in both the House and Senate that Joe Biden easily signed it into law on May 19th. But the bill was met with dissent as over 85 Asian American and LGBT groups opposed the bill. Groups like National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance, 18 Million Rising, and other Federation of Asian American LGBTQ organizations. As the bill directs the Department of Justice to expedite reviews of hate crimes related to COVID-19 and also strengthens law enforcement, 
The group argues that the bill does not address the root cause and ignores police violence against the Black community. In the statement, they stated that relying on law enforcement and crime statistics does not prevent violence. This is true. The bill in theory is good and may help reduce crime rates, but it's not really solving the deep-rooted issues of hate and racism embedded in America's history. So what else can we do? You can donate to nonprofit organizations dedicated to helping Asian American communities from seeking justice, rebuilding businesses, and supporting the arts. These are organizations like the Asian Pacific Fund, COVID-19 Recovery Fund, Asian Mental Health Collective, National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance, Red Canary Song, Asian American Advancing Justice, and Stop AAPI Feet. You can also go to the GoFundMe page linked in the description below to donate and see more lists of grassroots organizations you can support. Also support local businesses run by Asian American owners and support small Asian creators and independent artists. Also maybe learn some more important figures that are Asian instead of just Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and don't know. Yeah, like Ming-Na Wen, Sandra Oh, Daniel Day Kim. Exactly. Celebrate AAPI History Month by also honoring people like them and honoring people like Dante Bosco, Anna Mae Wong, Yo-Yo Ma, Alice Wu, Kristen Kish, Min Jin Lee, Amy Tan, Viet Tha Nguyen, and so much more. I can list so much more. There's so many more that should have that people need to know about and should know about. And lastly, like the Pride series for the history and struggle of the gay liberation movement, you can watch the PBS documentary series Asian American for more on the history and racism of Asian Americans. Please stay informed, volunteer in your community, and help stop AAPI hate. And thank you all for joining us. This is The Queer the News. Welcome to The Queerly News. I'm Lena. And I'm Nick. On May 13th, NBC News reported on Daylight, an LGBTQ plus focused financial institution founded by trans entrepreneur Billy Simmons. Among its features, it allows users to set up an account online with their chosen name, regardless of what appears on their ID documents, and receive financial coaching focused on goals common among many LGBTQ plus consumers, such as saving for surrogacy or adoption. Now, as long as the printed cash is per design, then you know I'm big there. And that's what you call true rainbow money. I'll put my money into that one, definitely. On May 19th, Pose actor Billy Porter revealed to The Hollywood Reporter that he has been living with HIV since 2007. Now, we here at the Queer Q applaud Porter for his bravery and authenticity and sharing this part of his life with the public. This is groundbreaking in terms of destigmatizing HIV and AIDS and will hopefully encourage others to live their truth without fear of consequence. Mm-hmm. Also announced on May 19th, singer and celebrity Demi Lovato announced via Twitter and other social media that they are non-binary. In their tweet, Lovato states, Take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. 
I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. Like Billy Porter, Lobato offers an amazing platform to offer, offer representation for non-binary individuals. At the Queer Q, we are proud of Lobato for coming out and finding their authentic self. I'm very proud of them. Very. In this week's update on the anti-trans legislature, we look specifically at Tennessee's slate of hate bills. In the past week, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed two bathroom bills for businesses and public schools. The bill, the bill aimed at public schools allows the school to be sued and claim monetary damages for all psychological, emotional, and physical harm suffered if the school is found allowing a trans person entering a multi-person bathroom or locker room that does not align with their assigned sex at birth. And as for businesses, Governor Bill Lee signed an offensive and discriminatory bill that requires businesses to post a sign if they allow trans people to use multi-person bathrooms associated with their gender identity. These mandated signs show that Tennessee is still set in their segregationist mindset. Then on May 20, Governor Lee approved another bill that bans gender-confirming treatment for trans minors. Though Arkansas ban is crueler as it bans anyone under 18 to receive gender-confirming treatment and also bans doctors for providing gender-confirming surgery, Tennessee bans doctors from gender-confirming hormone treatment to minors just only from the ages before puberty. Nevertheless, Tennessee's slate of hate this week is still devastating, and we will certainly see these bills placed on trial. In the meantime, stay up to date by using anti-LGBTQ plus legislation trackers linked below and support the trans community by donating to organizations like Equality Federation. As violence and crime continues to increase for Black queer people, the newly developed app Lavender Book aims to find safe spaces for Black queer users. Users can find different establishments that fit their needs, such as having gender neutral bathrooms or even um, going to LGBTQ plus owners and employees. It's like Yelp, but for Black queer people to find and mingle in space where they can feel safe in public and away from homophobic white cis heterosexuals. Beware, Goop's vagina scented candles are deadly. Gwyneth Paltrow's company Goop Inc. is being sued over the vagina scented candle by a man in Texas who allegedly said it exploded and became engulfed in high flames after burning for a few hours. There are apparently other accounts of the vagina-scented candle being fickle and explosive. What can I say? You need to light it properly, twist the wick the right way, listen carefully, and let the fire burn and simmer with care. If it's still exploding, well, now you're just being too impatient. Don't blame the goop. Yeah, we are solely talking about candles here. Yeah. On May 18th, the United States ended a policy that denied U.S. citizenship to some children born abroad to gay Americans. The State Department announced that children born outside the United States to married parents, at least one of whom is an American citizen, will be considered U.S. citizens from birth if they have a genetic or gestational tie to at least one of their parents. Previously under the Trump administration, the department required children born abroad to have a biological tie to a U.S. citizen. This was an unnecessary change to policy to discriminate against LGBTQ plus parents and to lower immigration rates. It's just appalling that a child could be separated from their parents just because they're not biologically related. We're happy to hear that Biden's administration reversed this ridiculous ban. Very happy. Very. 
did you hear about the Sex in the City reboot? No? Well, neither did I until they announced that non-binary actor Sarah Ramirez was cast onto the series. According to a press release on Wednesday, Ramirez will star as Che Diaz with they, them pronouns, and will be playing a stand-up comedian on the podcast show that Carrie Bradshaw frequents. But will this show really get a fleshed out queer storyline? Or is it just another bait tactic for new fans to dive into another reboot 90s sitcom? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, sounds like just another Golden Globes cosmetic fix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And on May 19th, Reebok announced their new collection for Pride 2021, which would be based on ballroom culture. Anyone familiar with Pose would understand all about ballroom culture. Um, Reebok has partnered with mainstream ballroom House of Ninja to promote their new line that was created by their LGBTQ plus worker group, Colorful Souls. First, Paris is burning and now these shoes. When will cis had stop exploiting ballroom for capitalistic gain? But unfortunately, that leads us into our next headline. So let's start off by following the rainbow money trail like Reebok. Let's start off with Apple. Apple once again releases a new rainbow wristband for the Apple Watch called the Pride Edition Braided Solo Loop. That is a whopping 900, ooh, not $900, $99, but I wouldn't be surprised if they bump it up to $999 in the future. Then we have Doc Martin's Pride collection of leathered shoes with a rainbow tacked onto the side that ranges from $120 to $150. But Doc Martin is partnering with the Trevor Project, so maybe they're not too bad, but maybe they can do with more with their designs because they're a bit too simplistic for my taste. But you know who is showing up the first time with their rainbow themes this year? Lego. Lego announced on May 20 their first ever rainbow set pride called Everyone is Awesome. We are awesome, Lego. Thank you for acknowledging that. But maybe do more than just slapping on the rainbow and some iconic wigs. You know, donate your proceeds and make a stand. Listen here, corporations, supporting pride is more than just creating and selling products once a year. It's about being there every single day, even when the profits aren't there. Yes, we'll be covering a lot of rainbow money and Pride Month in the next month. Our main story today is about the murder of Iranian refugee Alireza Fazeli Monfared by members of his family in an act that is universally known as an honor killing. The 20-year-old gay man was just days away from fleeing Iran before members of his family found a military exemption letter that confirmed Monfred's sexuality. He was taken to a rural Iranian village and beheaded. His mother was the first to discover the body. News of Monfred's murder became internationally known when audio files were released to Insider from Monfred detailing the threats he's faced to his life, the persecution and dangers for openly queer people in Iran, and his fight to survive and flee Iran for asylum somewhere in the Scandinavian Europe. The outcry to his death has been universal as Iranian activists have continued speaking out against the continuous discrimination and fear for safety that queer people face in Iran every day. It's illegal to be openly queer in Iran. Her punishment can range from public whippings to 10 years in prison to execution. Celebrities, including Demi Lovato, have condemned the murder of Monfred and have shared his story to raise more awareness to honor killings and to commemorate Monfred's life. Honor killings have been pervasive throughout history, throughout the entire world. 
Honor killings occur predominantly in Islamic regions of South Asia, North Africa, and the Middle East. However, honor killings occur due to all types of religion and happen worldwide, even in the United States. It's a trend that increases every year, and it's estimated that at least 5,000 murdered victims a year are honor killings. We see that as the world becomes more westernized, the more religious individuals will perform an honor killing because the victim became too westernized. Honor killings are performed by members of the family against someone in their family that has brought shame and damage to their honor. To restore honor to the family, an honor killing is performed. The reasons for these honor killings are of a sexual nature. They're due to acts such as adultery or other sexual impropriety or being openly queer. We see that the vic victims are predominantly young women and openly gay men. The problem is that honor killing are incredibly difficult to prevent. Since they're perpetuated by members of the family, most honor killings go undocumented. If it weren't for Monfred recording his experiences, we may have never found out about his murder. Also, in many countries, there are loopholes that allow those who commit an honor killing to evade justice for their crimes. Defending religious tradition and being pardoned by a family member allow murderers to continue living their lives without consequence. Most men and women who fear for their lives attempt to flee or commit petty crimes to be in prison while a mediator tries to work out the conflict between the victim and the family. In what world is that a solution? No one should have to commit a crime just to find solace in prison for fear of being murdered. We need global support via the UN or some other global organization that allows better asylum options for individuals living in the hostile country. There needs to be better amnesty for those who are trapped in a country willing to murder them. Honor killings should not be a part of any society or religion. And even though they're illegal, we need to do better. People are murdered every day for who they are. And there has to be a solution to this problem. This is not the world we should be living in. And in honor of Alareza Fazeli Monfred, we will take a moment of silence to commemorate his short life. May his death not be in vain. All right, that's our show. Stay tuned next week for another episode of The Queerly News. This has been Nick and Lena. Stay safe and stay queer.